2: What's up, everybody? It's your boy Brandon Scott again. Uh, tonight, we are going to do a live Wizards Q&A session. We are at the halfway point of the season, so I'm going to answer a lot of your questions, but most of about the Wizards. I'm sure there's going to be a few personal fun ones, so we're definitely ready to rock with you guys tonight. Next on Locked On Wizards.
1: You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team... Every day.
2: What's good, everybody? It's your boy Brandon Scott again. i rolling solo tonight with the Q&A. My guy, the real Ed Oliver taking the night off, man. Much deserved night off. Um, but he's definitely going to be rocking with us, watching the show in the comments section. So um, today what we're going to do, like I said, it is at the halfway point of the season um, so I wanted to do a Q&A with you guys to celebrate Friday, celebrate the light at the end of the tunnel for this team. Yeah, I get it. We're rebuilding, we haven't been very good, but the trade deadline is coming up, and then we're gonna get to see these young guys eat in the second half of the season. So I'm very excited, nevertheless. So we're gonna get into it. Uh, so let's go ahead and start it out tonight. Now, there are five questions on YouTube that I'm gonna answer real quick, but I am going to answer everybody's questions, and I'm gonna, unless there's like thousands of them, I'm that <laughs> yeah, it is what it is, but. Um, let's start it off. So I'm um, looking at five comments uh, on the post on YouTube. Um, oh, before we start again, uh, tonight's episode is actually brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to PrizePicks.com/slash locked on NBA and use code all lowercase locked on NBA for a first deposit matchup to $100, y'all. So let's get into it. Um, we got five questions on YouTube that I'm gonna answer real quick. So I definitely appreciate you guys. Um. With the questions and chopping it up with me on a Friday night, TGIF, thank God almighty, it is Friday. So uh, the first question that I'm going to answer tonight, this comes from Nora or at Nora, 6981. And the question is, can you go through the roster and tell us who you think could be a legitimate contributor to a good team in three years, ignoring trades just skill-wise? I mean, I guess looking at skill-wise and looking at contracts, I mean, that, that's pretty much an easy question right now. I mean, not looking at the um, future drafts, and now looking at trades, like you said, um, one maybe two players. Okay. Um, Bali, absolutely. Um, if you look at Bilal, man, I'm a bit I was big on the pick. Now, um, obviously I was a fan of Cam Whitmore, he's from the E area, but looking at the rebuild, man, and uh, looking at a player that you could develop, Bilal Kulabali. We definitely hit on that pick. Um, defensively, I, I definitely believe he's above average, if not elite level defender. Uh, offensively, he's got ways to go. Um, we we definitely thought that he's going to need a lot of work, but he has progressed faster than I thought he would. Now, obviously a three-point shot. If you look at the last game in Master Square Guard against the Knicks, um, he was open a few times and they paid him no attention. So they know that a lot of teams know, and obviously the Wizards know that his three-point shot is is coming along, but it's not respectable right now. You know, teams aren't fearing that shot. And quite often they're going to leave him wide open. So he's got to work on that three-point shot. Um, He needs to work on dribbling. Uh, definitely keeping his dribble low now um, he gets a little high sometimes um definitely he he can drive aggressively but control aggressive aggressive drives right um obviously the athleticism was there you know he can roll through the rim he can cut he can drive he can dunk um just working on the, the certain areas of his offensive game so i think in three years he will be ready to roll and i think he'll be developed enough to where as a three D now the list i mean right now he is still growing now could he be a really tall <laughs> two guard i can see that but maybe on the wing but i definitely see him as a three and d player um in the future and definitely part of the foundation being built upon going into the trade deadline so um denny Avia could be number two but you know he just signed a four-year extension so in three years um depending on how he performs if he performs way above expectations and i'm, I'm not low on denny I, I believe that denny can be a really good starter in the nba um a lot of hype coming in. I definitely think he is a contributor to any team in the NBA. He's – I mean, but the it, right now scene, it remains to be seen whether he's going to be a star or, you know, an all-star. You know, we, I think he's going to be a really good serv- serviceable – excuse me, y'all <laughs> – um, a really good average NBA starter. You know, obviously, kind of like Bilal, his offensive game is being polished as we speak. You know, he has worked on it. But in his defense, definitely above average. Um, elite, not like he used to be, but there's a lot going on this year, so I'm not going to put that on Denny. So Denny could be a piece going forward. Three years from now, you know, if you look at it, you signed a four-year contract, so he'll be on an expiring deal by year three or, or, the, or the year after that. So he could be a piece, but we'll see, because he definitely has a contract that is very, very tradable. Uh, so definitely appreciate the question. Uh, numero uno dos. Um... Let's see 757 for life ever. Uh, if you were to coach of this team, what changes would you make? Trades, roster, construction, etc. Good question, man. Definitely shout out to at 757 for life. Um, actually, my my oldest daughter is she's from Hampton, so definitely, definitely no rock with y'all on the 757. Um, if I were to coach, what changes? Well, I mean, as far as a coach, man, I you know, looking at the front office, the front office, as far as personnel, they're gonna make most of the decisions. But I kind of see where you're going with it. Um, I mean, me personally, if I was Westchester Junior, if I was just me coaching, um, you gotta push pace. I mean, whether you know the next point guard has to be a point guard who can push pace. If you look at the Wizards, you know they've been most successful. When they've had a point guard who could push the pace, you know, John Wall. I mean, Gilbert Arenas was, was rock with Gilbert Arenas first. He could push the pace. You know, he had a scorer's mentality. You know, John Wall, not so much of a scorer's mentality, but had that vision as a passer. But he pushed the pace. Um, Looking at, you know, one year Russell Westbrook, you know, Bradley Bill, career high in points. Uh, Rhea Murray had a good year. Uh, Denny kind of, you know, looked decent in his rookie year because he played with a point guard who pushed the pace and was able to catch defenses off balance, which since then, Spencer Dewey, Monte Morris, and Tyus Jones, I hate to say that, but all three haven't really pushed a pace where I think they need to push it. So, uh, Trey's getting back to the question. Um, I mean, I would kind of go down the path they're going down now. You know, trade these veterans. I mean, to me, everybody in the roster is a tradable asset. But realistically, I mean, to me, I think Kyle Kuzma, his value ain't going to be any higher than his now. Now, you can look at other factors, but look if you look at his age, Yes, the contract goes down, but his age, and he's having a good year. Now, they, we all know that he's struggling overall, and, you know, that he's not exempt from that. He is definitely struggling in the defensive end, and, you know, he's too reliant on his jump shot. Uh, efficiency has been an issue, but he has been a leader, and I'll give him that. But I definitely think he can contribute on a contender. So the, the guys I see being moved at deadline would definitely be Kyle Kuzma, Tyus Jones. Uh, Langer Shaman is gone. Um, Delon Wright, we'll see. I, I could I could see 5050. He could be moved. He could be here. He's aspiring contract, So come back for an injury. Has he shown enough to be an asset? We'll see. But he could be moved. So I would definitely go along the lines of what they're doing now. Definitely trade a lot of the um, a lot of the veteran contracts, expiring contracts. Now, who would I keep Corey Kisper? You need a shooter. I definitely think that if it's affordable next year, definitely got an extension for Corey Kisper. Uh Johnny Davis, I think he gone. <laughs> I think it's time in DC is over. Uh, Denny, obviously, is gonna be around for at least three, two to three years, uh, just signing a contract extension. And obviously, Bilal. So I'll, I'll roll with what we're doing. Build through the draft. I'm gonna I'm use um, and I hate to switch sports on everybody, but I'm gonna use the words of Adam Peters, the new general manager of the Washington Commanders. Build through the draft, supplement through free agency. Um, like I said, this this draft class coming up is high on development players. Now you're not gonna find a lot of players on the, in this draft that can contribute right away. But this is the development of the draft. So I definitely think they need to add another first round pick. And there's a lot of names. You know, I know a lot of you want Alex Sar. I'm with you. Uh, I think we definitely need to look at center going forward, even though you got Bagley. You no, know, you know, we'll see because Bagley can play the four and gaff if he's moved you definitely need the center of the future and if he's not you got a backup center and you still go out there and get at an alcazar or a bradshaw um but dylanham man out of the university of kentucky he's a guy i'm looking at but there's a lot of guys in this draft that i'm very high on because there's a lot of development in the layers man so that's what i would do man i, I would go the current route uh build for the draft continue to give extended minutes to these these young cornerstone guys Bilal. Denny, I definitely want to see what they can do in the lineup together. And Kispert, you need to shoot off the bench. I, I don't think that Kispert is a starter. I think he's definitely a scoring punch off the bench going forward. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, we got three more, and then I'm definitely gonna get out. We see wow I got six comments in this comment section. So, hey man, we got 30 people in here. Definitely appreciate you guys rocking with me, man. I want to do a kind of chop it up with you guys, man. Um, you guys have been really dope this year. Um, rocking with me and my boy Ed, man. And it's a hard year, man, but definitely appreciate you guys. Our, our channel's growing, and the views are going, man, and, and it's because of you guys, man. So Q&A to kind of get to know each other, man. Like I said, uh, most of your questions should be Wizards based but if you got a few personal, man, let's keep it <laughs> respectable, but definitely, definitely, I'm game for that too. So uh, getting back to oh, sweat on my lip. Uh, getting back to the YouTube questions real quick. This is from at vlogger. Uh, how you doing tonight? uh what roster in the past five years have been your favorite to watch And thats i i don't know if this is i mean there's been many of them man lord have mercy uh in the last five but i guess the funnest man was 2020 to 2021 russell westbrook um the wizards allowed him to kind of play his own game which the lakers didn't we saw the fallout of that um he was able to be that guy he wanted to be and you know average triple double that was really dope to watch um he got the most out of bradley bill you know I believe he averaged 31 points. That was his career high. So, you know, um, Rio Hachimura, he played well with him. Um, He got a lot out of gaff, you know, utilizing him as a rim runner and a lob threat. You know, I mean, he taught a lot to Denny. You know, so I thought that was the funnest team. Now, obviously, they had a lot of spare part players. No disrespect to anybody, but it wasn't a team that was ready to compete. But they were definitely fun to watch. So in the last five years, it would be the 2020-2021 season. So definitely appreciate your question. Uh, This is that. At Abel and Brocio, hey, what's up, homie? How you doing? Who are the who are some key names that are mentioned at the trade deadline that you would want the Wizards to trade for? Man, that is a good question. And right now, you know, the front office officials put out a member pretty much saying that they're ready to take on bad contracts for trade, uh, draft assets and young players in return. So there's only a few right now, even though there could be more. Um, I know one name's been out there is uh, Evan 48 from the Knicks. Maybe he's, I mean. You know, maybe we take on his contract, get our first-round pick back. Maybe. Um, we'll see. Because I know that with Mitch Robinson out for the year, they're going to need a replacement. Daniel Gafford has been named as a guy who could potentially go to the Knicks and be that replacement for a playoff run for the Knicks. Uh, so we'll see. Evan 48 would be a bad contract that I wouldn't mind taking on. Um, a few more. One, I know a lot of y'all going to be like, man, you tripping tonight. Check Brandon's Cup. Ben Simmons. Um, That is definitely a bad contract. You know, obviously we know Ben Simmons has just – His trajectory has gone down since passing an open dunk (laughs) because he's scared of the free throw line. So, and he's just haven't been the same player, you know, back issues is being hated by an entire city or two. Um, Could that be a bad contract that we could pick up for picks? I could see that, but there's a few names out there, but I think that's the best course that looking at deadline, man. They're going to try to, you know, to get young players, which I feel with the Detroit Pistons trade, they did a good job. Bagley obviously was a bad contract. So that's why they gave us two second round picks. Um, So that would be a couple options to me. But we're going um, to get into a couple more questions on YouTube, and then we're going to get into questions on here. But before we do, tonight's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. So our partners at eBay Motors has teamed up with Locked On Fantasy basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long, whether you're prepping for a daily draft, or scouting the waiver wire which is what i'm doing right now every week we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster so let's see what pick or what picks josh has, has for us this week on ebay guaranteed fit fancy picks of the week so i'm gonna give you five of his picks but which one i'm rocking with is going to be the one i'm kind of going to go in uh Gigi jackson of uh, the memphis grizzlies mason plumley aaron Nesmith, jabari walker and marvin bagley the third and obviously with the new wizard and the the Really good game he had at Madison Square Garden. I'm gonna rock with Marvin Bagley Jr., or not Jr., but the third. Um, with Daniel Gafford in the concussion protocol, hopefully, you know, definitely shout out to my man Gaff. Um, Bagley has a shot at nice numbers on a new team for the short term. So, look, if your team is struggling with points, which he can definitely provide interior points for the Wizards, rebounds, that would, if you're looking for a rebound boost, definitely rock with Marvin Bagley, the third. That That would be my shot. Um, you can say that for a few guys. Um, Jamar Walker is another candidate. If you're looking for a bit of a flyer, Walker started next to Jeremy Grant Wednesday and had a shot at big late season value as well. So if you're looking at a boost at points and rebounds, definitely rock with Jabari Walker or Marvin Bagley the third. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see what the fit is with Marvin Bagley the third with Daniel Gavin coming back. Will he be at the four? um after the deadline that is obviously is Koo, at the board but uh will he start we'll see so his true value lies in where daniel gafford fits in coming back from injury so that would be my recommendation for you guys so josh lloyd from locked on fancy basketball is going to help you win your fantasy championship and ebay motors knows the championship team is about each player being a perfect fit same with your vehicle with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly brake kits led headlights roof rack bumpers and what if your baby needs ebay motors has it and with ebay guarantee fit it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time or your money back i'm trying to tell you plus at these prices you're burning rubber not cash i'm just saying so keep your ride to die alive at ebaymotors.com. ebay motors.com ebay guarantee fit only available to u.s customers eligible items only exclusions
1: the nba playoffs are right around the corner and locked on nba is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: Apply, y'all. And Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here. For you 24/7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the liquor experts of Lockdown plus our national shows covering every league. So Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24/7 streaming channel. I definitely recommend that, y'all. So we got a couple more on the YouTube side and then we're gonna roll. I am sweating my lip, that ain't snot so definitely roll with me, man. It's hot up in my house right now. Um, but it's cold outside, so you gotta do what you gotta do. All right, last one on YouTube. At Mikey Dubs 49, how you doing tonight, man? Has Kuzma checked out? Great question, and that is officially a yes. Um, it's like, like I said earlier, man. Um, Kuz has been that one leader. Um, a lot of things unfold when, when it comes to this team. You know, Jordan Poole, I was very high on Jordan Poole coming over from Golden State, but he's had his issues. with there's uh, a de- I'm I, some people say maturity, I'm a somewhat agree with that, but I'm just gonna say acclimating to a new environment, you know, coming over from. Golden State being a young player where a lot of these shenanigans that I'm you know that are driving people crazy was kind of hidden behind the leadership of Stephen Curry, Klay Thompson, and Green. Draymond Green at it. So now that he's the guy or he's the one to punch in the face right now, a lot of these issues are in your face, right? So I think that you know he's there's a lot of frustration with that is a frustration with you know being a veteran guy who wants to win on a on a rebuilding team you know obviously he signed the contract that was a really team friendly contract but it look anybody including himself he was surprised that him being shopped around i mean i don't get that the whole mo was that it was a team freely deal because eventually he's gonna be flipped so um so has he checked out yeah i think a lot of the veterans if not most of the veterans are checked out man you know a lot of the veterans are waiting to see if they're moved and a lot of the young guys are waiting for the deadline to happen so they can get extended minutes and truly start this rebuild you know, Bilal, Denny, Kispert, you know, seeing what you have with all these young guys, you know, you're looking at also Patrick Baldwin Jr. You're looking at Isaiah Livers. You're looking at Marvin Bagley. You know, there's going to be evaluation time after the deadline. So appreciate on the YouTube side. Appreciate you guys. I uh, definitely appreciate the questions and chopping up with your boys. So let's get into some of the questions here on the stream. And again, I appreciate you guys, man. Rocking with me. is Friday night, man. i pfft, this liquor looking at me right now is telling me to hurry up. But nah, man, we're going to chill tonight and, and we're going to chop it up. So this is Kid forever. Look at what we have now. What, in your opinion, do you need to become a legitimate contender? And how long will it take to get there? I mean, honestly, to me, and to me, my dream job is GM. I've always been, you know, I love sports. I love watching games, man. But to me, I've always had it like a GM. It's kind of like a producer. Like when you look at music, some people, they look at the words. Some people look at the beats. Growing up, I was a producer. I, I like beats, you know, I, when people, they look at the MCs, I'm looking at the producer, the, you know, beats. So I'm a GM guy, you know, I like trade deadline. I like the draft. I like off season, but I like the game. So you see what I'm saying? So uh, what? If, realistically to me, it's going to be a three-year rebuild at a minimum. Now, what would kind of expedite that? Easy. If they truly indeed move to Virginia, then, you know, obviously new economic <laughs> developments arise will move to Virginia. You know, they got to start making money. If they move to Virginia, they got to put a winning product on the floor so I could see three years. If they stay in D.C., and I, I hate to say that because regardless where they're at, um, the fans deserve a winner on the floor. But I'm just being real with you. Economics do have a place. So I'm just being 100 with you. If they move to Virginia, that's a more of a reason for them to have a winner on the floor as opposed to staying where they're at where, you know, unfortunately, you know, you should want to win it regardless but i see three years to kind of answer your question now what do they need to do um i look at it as a three to five year process right first three years man you build them through the draft and then you fill in the you fill in the spaces with you know free agency whether it's like not guys are really going to change the trajectory just to kind of fill in and fill in spaces and then the priority is developing young talent so example you know Best case scenario, hypothetically, we go in we get two first round picks in this draft, pick up a point guard in the center, whether it's Dillon Hammond, Kentucky or a Sar. You your, your biggest priority those next three years is building for the draft. Obviously, Cooper flag drafts coming up. You want to be obviously bad, but you also want to see certain milestones as far as your system, your culture. You want to see these guys playing hard, trying to win. You know, this is what me and E kind of stresses here playing to win. So that's what you want to see. There right now is the foundational part of the rebuild. You want to establish things like culture, you know. So we'll see. um, Building through the draft is what I see. Year four is where you want to make that trade or that free agent acquisition, that that final push. You know, Donovan Mitchell for Cleveland. That was their final move to kind of put them where they need to be. Whereas up to that point, they kind of built through the draft and a little bit through trade. Jared Allen was a trade, but you know, Mobley was a was a draft pick garland draft pick a coral draft pick so let's go on you want to build through the draft and then when it's time to make that move for a playoff run or contention then you go through draft or no excuse me through free agency or the trade or trade pool so um that's what i see man three years at a minimum i can definitely see three to four years until we hit contender status but build through the draft and, um coaching is important scouting is important we have that front office so that's what i would say man so Like I said, we have a lot of good comments tonight. I'm going to hit all y'all up, man. So before we do, uh, tonight's episode, and let me hit this up real quick, is brought to you by Prize Picks. So you're probably asking yourself, what is Prize Picks? Well, it is actually the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America where the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. So with the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Man, you got to take that, right? So you want to play alongside some of prize picks, favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can do that. And the community's plays under the promo tabs of the view of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the prize picks community each week. Prospects even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured for football and basketball games. If you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prospects is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy, which is big for me. I'm trying to tell you so. All y'all had to do is go to prizepicks.com slash NBA and use promo code locked on NBA for a first deposit matchup to $100. And again, all you got to do is go to prizepicks.com slash NBA and use promo code LockedOnNBA NBA for our first deposit matchup to a uh, Notes.
1: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: So let's get into was knocked these out. Um, ooh, all right, here we go. All right, next up on the agenda tonight. Alexander says Bagley is so athletic. Yes, at the center position, he is very athletic, man. I saw that. I mean, like I said, I've been a fan. I watched him in college. I watched him a little bit in Sacramento, not so much in Detroit. But, you know, seeing him in Madison Square Garden, he is very athletic. Driving the lane, dunking, um, be able to create his own shot interior. Um, his defense was better than I thought it was going to be. You know, obviously, a lot of the – from what I've gathered, man, as far as Bagley, has always been an effort thing. Um, a lot of Detroit Pistons people are saying – Give him 20 games and the efforts will be out there. But I'm hoping that a change of scenery will light something in him because when he's motivated, you see what he can do. He had a great game against the New York Knicks, and again, and the Knicks are a playoff contending team now. Are they a favorite in the east? I don't think so, but they are definitely a team that's trying to make things interesting in the eastern conference. So, very Affleck. I love what I saw from him. Edward Moore, what's up, man? I see Kuzma could be traded as well as ties, but also will say, I'll excuse me, tripping tonight. But I also see that they would like to resign sign Tice. I saw that, too. And there's no rush to trade Kuz because of his contract. What are your projections? Um, Very interesting to hear the re-signing of Tice. Very interesting. But am I surprised? No, because he's shown that he can be a floor general. I think they're going to try to do what the Nationals should have did with Bryce Harper, which um, you see this more in baseball than you do in basketball. Trading an asset to get assets back and then re-signing him, which was what they said they wanted to do as far as Bryce Harper's there was a trade in place for the Houston Astros and it failed. And then eventually he went to the Phillies anyway. So, but could they flip him for assets and then re-sign him? It's possible because it's, it's a rebuild. So right now you just need a guy who can hold the ship down a point guard and he can do that, you know, but I think that, you know, do they look at it? You know, even if you go to the draft and you get a Dillingham or you go get, I, Isaiah Collar, his stock is really going down. Cause UFC is not looking good right now, but uh looking at him and a few other people, you know, could they sit behind a guy like Tyus Jones? Yeah, absolutely. I can see that. So it's, it's 50-50 right now because right now, you know, Kuzma, his value is all-time high, and I think that right now is the time to flip him. I like Kuzma. I think he's had a really good impact at being that leader, but then you do see him being checked out. There's a lot of turmoil in D.C. right now. So I think he's checked out. I think that you move him because his value is high right now. He's averaging 20-plus. you you got to get value for Kuz. Um, Tyus, I could see value. I mean, he has shown that he's always been known as probably one of the best backup point guards, but he has done his thing being a starter this year. You know, his assist numbers are up. I mean, you definitely see him being that floor general that this team needs. So I could see both scenarios. I could see them trading Tyus Jones and Kyle Kuzma, I could see them retaining Kuzma for at least another year. Um, Tyus, I could see them maybe flipping him for assets and maybe re signing him i can see that too so i i but that, i think the thing that, that everybody needs to realize with the wizards is that we have options we haven't have always had options and that is a great position to be in having options so hey man edward appreciate the question man this comes from yanni halevi how you doing tonight man um hey brandon do you think the wizards should keep denny to be a cornerstone for right now yeah i, I definitely think excuse me man I, I don't know why i sweat on my lip um I definitely think he's part of the foundation. You know, Denny has evolved, he has developed. Now, you know, he, obviously his offensive games does need work, but he has taken steps towards that. Um, three-point shot, little respect on it, but still people aren't fearing that shot yet. Um, he is driving the lane aggressively. He is the vision is there as a passer, so I definitely want to see the ball in his hands more. Uh, the defense again, he is definitely above average defender. Um, last year in the year prior, he was an elite defender, kind of took a step back, but I think that has a lot more to do with philosophy. A lot of the issues they have in the defensive end, so um, I still think he's a really, really above average defender in this league who can get back to elite status. So, yes, I do see him as a cornerstone with Bilal right now. Now, but if you look at his contract, man, and, you know, three years from now, he could be a trade asset. But I think right now, yeah, absolutely, see what you have, see how far you can push him, see how good he can become. You know, he's still developing, so you, you know, with us being a rebuilding team and being trash, I mean, let's be real, we'll have nothing but time. To develop them further and see what we have in him, man. So, yeah, absolutely I do. Um, uh, Fred Fezzo says, So if Jones or Shaman have outstanding seasons, do you still trade them? Yes. Um, they don't fit the timeline. And I get it, I get I I get what you're saying, man. And I definitely appreciate the question. Um, I like Tyus, man. I like Shaman. Um, but it's a rebuild, man. You see what you get for them and you flip them, you know. like I said, the, the, there was a report that they do there are they are considering re-signing ties. So like I said, I brought a baseball, but that would be a scenario I see they could flip him for assets and, and bring him back. I could see that because he would be a perfect guy to groom the next point guard of the future. So I definitely think that would be a good move. So appreciate the question. Uh, another question from Yanni Halevi. Hey, Brandon, what's the best you can get on Kuz? Siakam got three first-rounders. Kuz is as good as him. And on a personal note, Denny and Bilal with the players who want to defend, they will lock down anyone. Yes, I agree. I'm um, getting into the first part. Um, I'm not. I'll say this. Um, I like Kuz, but I, 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 is the better player, and the reason for that defense, defense and intensity. Kuzma has evolved as a player, and he has really become a complete player since he's come to Washington. But the defense is what gets him. Um, the, the consistency on the boards is what gets him. You know, Siakam's a guy that you guarantee you can probably get ten boards a night. I um, mean, the defense is there. You know in the three first rounders yeah i think that is i mean i don't know it's, it's weird because i've been an nba fan my whole life man and you know, I, you went from you know superstars where it took three first rounders to now go bear which depends on how much you put a priority on defense and and no offense but the really go bear trade just changed everything so three first rounders i mean you didn't five to ten years ago you wouldn't have got three first rounders for siakam and, and there's no shade on siakam but uh, realistically, I could see us getting a fir- one first round pick for Kuzma. Now, it could get two. I know their asking price right now is two, depending on the situation in the fit, you could see two. But I think that you you plan for the obvious, and then if you get surprised, like, whoa, you got two. But I'm a roll with one right now, man. And I, you could maybe get a one for Tyus, but you know, Tyus, I, I'm probably looking at more maybe second rounders and a young player or two back. But even then, could we kind of overvalue, you know? Ties a little bit. You might get a young player back and a second rounder, but you know, I don't want us to overvalue our guys either. And I I just don't see two first rounds. I see one first rounder, but you—you never know, man. For um Sheldon T. What's good? Next, Commanders head coach, in your opinion, also next Wizards coach. (laughs) Put me on the spot. I love it. Um, next Commanders head coach, Ben Johnson. Easy. Now, I would not be surprised, y'all. There are a couple names I'm gonna throw out there that could be sneakers if ben johnson and his salary his expected salary is not met which i expect it will be and i'm I'm betting ben johnson man but raheem uh ryan morris man raheem morris has not got a lot of buzz and i think he should because he's got the championship pedigree he's got some rings man and he he could be a sneaker also i mean dan quinn i know you know a lot of you commanders fans don't want to hear that especially with him coming over from dallas but he has head coaching experience so I wouldn't be surprised by those two if there was a breakdown with Ben Johnson, but I'm rolling Ben Johnson. Um, Wizards is interesting, man, because what truly, how long is the rope that this organization is going to give West? You know, they, they enacted as fourth year option, but, and like I said, this is a being an analyst, man, especially when you kind of step the game up to where you in the face, of a lot of these coaches and players, man, you, you see the personal side of you. Right. So, I mean, West is a likable guy, but as a coach, man, you know, I get it—the whole name involved with the franchise and that and that. But I'm looking at this man, and I'm being a hundred about it. Um, the defense hasn't gotten better, and that's his mo. Um, you see, you continue to see issues on the court, bickering between players. Um, you, you need to see some things change in, in at head coach if he wants to retain his job. He's got to take control of his locker room, man. He's got to he's got to take control of his locker, room, in my opinion. Um, but it, you know who could potentially replace him. That's hard, man, because, you know, we tried an assisted coach approach with West. If West doesn't succeed, then I think we need to go out there like the Pistons. And I would have did the same thing the Pistons did with Monty Williams. You aim high the head coach thinking because there issues, I don't know. The, the talent they have in the roster in Detroit, man, I just, I, you know, so we'll see. I think you go out there and you get a coach with playoff experience like Imani Williams. I think that's the best route for this team going forward and building a culture, you know who established the heat culture, Pat Riley and, and, and Spolstra, you know, the coaches and that's what culture, that's why it's big having the right pieces in place, especially when it comes to the front office and head coach, because establishing that culture, heat culture is something that's renowned. And so we need to get a culture in DC where it solidifies and, and, and exemplifies hard work, playing hard, you know, you know, representing yourself in an organization on and off the court. So culture is a big thing. So we'll see. I definitely think that it should not be an assistant coach approach. It needs to be a guy who has playoff experience. But appreciate the question, man. Uh, is Doro. What's your take on Denny as a full-time point guard? Um, bringing the ball up and doing a point forward approach, I can see full-time. No, um, he has ways. I mean, his vision is on point. I'll give you that good vision. But full-time, not. Nah. I could definitely see the point forward approach with him. Um, alternate with the point guard to him, bringing the ball up. I definitely think you need to put the ball in his hands a lot more, not full-time. But definitely appreciate your question tonight. Crystal Scott, oh, I know you. Um, what do you think of our n- two new Wizards? I'm, I'm intrigued. <laughs> I haven't said that word in a while. I'm intrigued. Um, Bagley, I think he can definitely cure a lot of ailments we have as far as the interior, interior defense, interior scoring, uh, rebounding. And Isaiah Livers, man, I, I wouldn't count him out. You know, we have a lot of control over him as far as his future – you know, as far as contract, if we it would, be, he, you know, at the end of the year, he could be a restricted free agent. So if he evolves his game, which I think they should definitely try to see what he could do in the second half of the year, I'm very intrigued. There are a couple of nice young pieces where even though it feels like Bagley's been in the league forever, he's still at an age where he's part of the timeline. So we'll see what his contract being up after next season. We'll see. I, I see. You know, we'll see. They have a lot more control over the future of these two players. So I like both up, man. I'm really intrigued to see what they can do going forward. Um, XD, Zayla, Lay, oh, I'm probably jacking that up. My bad. <laughs> Zayla, um, uh, forgive me, man. Um, Pool, Bilal, Ron Holland, Denny, Bagley. Ooh. I can see that. I can see that. But I think that, you know, with Bagley, next year would be the only time you see him at center. You obviously you still got to go out there and get the center of the future so yeah holland yeah i can see that i mean he would be good on the wing but honestly man i would prioritize center and they may even point guard you know honestly because ron holland would, you know i think he could be successful in dc but um i think a lineup with Poole, balau denny maybe bagley and sar would fit better after the draft man but Hey, man, sorry for pushing the name. I usually get it, man. Um, But definitely appreciate the question. Um, Let's see. Gadget, unboxing, do you think we can trade Kuzma for Levine? I wouldn't, man. That contract, I I get it. We're trying to take on bad contracts, but Levine's is a monster. I I would not take on his contract. But appreciate the question, man. Um, Izzy, Paula Cart. What's up? Hey, Brandon, what's good? Um, Another one from unboxing or DeRozan, maybe. I can see. I think at that point, man, the player has a lot more power over where he goes. And I think that the Rosen is going to want to go to an LA team. I can see the Lakers, even though everybody's trying to make the Lakers better every year for some reason. I can see the Clippers. Uh, I can see other options, man, are a lot more enticing for the Rosen, man. Um, Chris Scott, again, what are your predictions for the Spurs game? Um, By the way, I will be at the Spurs. I um actually will be covering the team for the Spurs game and the T Wolves game, man. So definitely we'll get footage other press conferences, uh, shoot around, and definitely, definitely Um, there's a good chance that not s- tomorrow night, but for Wednesday night's game against T-Wolves, uh, me and E or myself, I will be doing Lockdown Wizards with E from Capital One, so definitely look out for that, but uh predictions, I expect it to be a win, I mean Spurs aren't that very, they're not that good, but I'm very intrigued to see Wimby Nama, man, I think he's going to eat Man, I, I'm very excited to see him. But I would say this, man. I thought that we could beat the Pistons. So, I, I just – expectations right now are just all over the place, man. I don't know what to expect. I think it's going to be a close game. And it's going to be a very exciting game to see, you know, Bilal versus Wimby because they were teammates in France. So, it's definitely – I think it's going to be the wow factor more than the score factor. Uh he again, do you know if Dan playing tomorrow? Uh, Dan. Um I'm 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 having a brain for Dan. I, I guess gaff. Um I guess um I, I guess if you mean gaff, um yeah. Um concussion protocol is shaky. I mean I, I, the NBA is a little different than the NFL. So hopefully we can you know I think going against Wimby, man. I think gaff's probably the better matchup. I mean, really, you're not Wimby is his size and his talent, man. Are you really gonna stop the guy? But I mean, I think gaff gives us a better chance, you know. Bagley 6'10, we'll see um but i think it's going to be interesting so let's see uh what's your it's from biggie what's your thoughts on bagley and gafford being essentially the same size and having to defend those much bigger and heavier centers i mean it's it's one of those things you got to do what you got to do right now you know it's a rebuild uh we're still shifting a lot of the pieces you got to do what you got to do but obviously you know honestly uh, gafford and bagley they struggle against bigger centers so you know, realistically, and then you know, in the future, you want to try to get it. I mean, I'm not saying that every center needs to be seven foot, but you want to see a guy that physically is a little athletic. Which, and I'm a big fan of Bagley and Gaff, man. But you know, long term, you know, I'm big on SAR. And you know, a seven footer who's athletic, I think, and who can defend, who his offensive side is is growing. You, I, that's a guy that I think we need, man. You know, Gaff. I think that if he's here long term, a backup center is where he needs to be. Um, nothing against gaff but you know you need to be who you are right and we've seen him as a starter and we've seen him as a backup and he's more successful as a starter or oh my lord as a backup even though he did play well with russell westbrook but he needs to he's limited man offensively and he has to be and i hate to say this spoon fed so you know yeah i mean right now it is what it is but obviously i see some changes in the future to position you got to um we've got a lot of good comments tonight kenneth said seeing what the rappers did with og and siakam which one of those trades do you see more likely the wizards would do for kuz if he were to get traded i mean I, honestly with kuz man i can see one one first round pick a young player and maybe an inspiring contract um i think to a certain degree and i'm being 100 with you guys i think we, we can tend to overvalue our guys man Um, uh, we and I think we're overbuying. And look like, at has definitely been the leader here. The, obviously, the best player on the team, but he's a third or fourth option on a contender. And he's going to get third or fourth option of the contender their prices. So I can see a first round pick. His contract is very team friendly. So that's going to be a boost for us. So I can see a first round pick, a young player, an inspiring contract. Um, Irwin Moore again, Pascal on Kuz, You got the same highly averages and points, rebounds, and assists, but all around Pascal is a better. Play. Good point. Very good point. And i agree you know that that is one factor i did not take into account the talent around him but i mean defense to me defensively he is a better player but you are absolutely correct man um and points rebounds assists they are definitely similar players so hey man look <laughs> changed my mind uh Stuart of florida who who can give up the most draft picks for kuzma they have to need him, want him and have the number ones to get him. that's hard man that is hard because you know, who's really going to be the type of teams who are going to be in a position to get coups? is going to be a contending team. And so most contending teams right now, they're already short on picks. And there's a few mid-level teams right now that are hurting picks. If you look at the Atlanta Hawks, they're thinking about blowing it up, man, um, because they're out of picks. You know, so, you know, realistically, I don't – it's it's hard. I see most teams can only pie afford one pick. And, you know, do you need him? I, you know, he could definitely – give you a scoring punch off the bench, or he can definitely be, depending on the situation, be, definitely start and provide rebounds and assists and points. But, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with fit, but I, I don't see multiple first-round picks. I just don't see it, man. Um, Diablo says, the next Wizards coach, John Howard. Yes, I agree. I, I agree on that. John Howard definitely needs to be in consideration. Absolutely. Um, uh, I know that um, Wiz of Oz and Bullets Forever, they both did um articles about it i agree with that he's got connections to the organization um absolutely you know and i would definitely if you know if weston silb is no longer the coach i would definitely recommend them go look at Juwan howard of the university of michigan um you know obviously the michigan ties with jordan Poole and Isaiah livers and his personal connection to the washington wizards so i definitely agree with that uh as he says what do you think of eric benimi as head coach ah uh, i mean i I need to see what he can do as a coordinator. He had a very up and down year last year as a coordinator. Um I think there think there are teams that are looking at him to be a head coach, but me personally, I need to see more before I make that move. But I am a fan of EB, man. It's just I think he needs to use the talent he has around him and not use his philosophy he had in Kansas City. Two different setups as far as talent, man. Um let's see Izzy again for Commanders. Yeah. Um kids forever. Was that your wife, Crystal? That is my wifey poo. Yes, she is. So y'all be easy on her in the comments section. So, because originally she is a Hornets fan, but we'll, we'll let her off from that one. Um, Let's see. Cameron Mingo. What's up, brother? Which Wizards do you consider being safe come the trade deadline? Oh, I think Blau, maybe even Denny. I like to say Kisper would be the only three. I think everybody's tradable. I think Gath has shown enough that, in the right system, in the right location, he can succeed. The mix of one team. Um, I think everybody else you, you definitely have to be now. Pool, I will say this about Pool, man, and I know it's been an up and down experience with Pool, but um, I see his value being down. I don't see him being moved. Uh, maybe you see, maybe he wows us after the deadline, and, you just, and we go back to saying, "Ooh, he may be a cornerstone." But you know, I don't think I think he's retained now because he just doesn't have a lot of value right now. Uh, but I think that I I, I want to see Jordan Poole eat in the second half and re-solidify himself as a rising star in the NBA. I do believe in Jordan Poole. I mean, there's a, there's things that need to change, but he has talent. He hasn't hit his prime yet, and you know what? He's definitely still a rising star in my opinion. It's just we'll see. Uh, Diablo said Poole, Bill, Bill. Um, oh, blah, my bad. Uh, Denny Bagley, sorry. Yep. Yes, sir. I would roll with that uh he said gafford got you armand i'd like to give my most improved podcast award to brandon he hasn't used (laughs) okay (laughs) i appreciate that man hey look you know honestly man you know look shout out to uh my man ed you know he brought me on man initially this is my second season with locked on wizards man and uh it's been fun and you know i appreciate you guys who really seen me um evolve I've I've been developing too, man. You know, coming into Locked and Wizards from a guy who had microphone issues to uh to using repetitive words. Um, really finding who he is as a analyst, as a podcaster. And yeah, I see big changes myself. I you know you guys do see and has a lot to do, a lot has to do with um Ed, my road dog ed, a lot to do with my wife who He's pushed me and saying, "Look, you can get better." You, you know, because I'm very, very big critical myself. And you guys, man, you know, you guys and your your support, your your fanage, man, appreciate you guys, man. A lot of my a lot of my success and a lot of me doing other things like covering the team as far as media credentials stuff like that has to do with you guys, man. So, man, shout out to you guys, definitely to my guy Ed, man, and my wifey Pooh. Um, we got a few more questions, and we're gonna roll tonight. Diablo is back at it. Drafts are three big. Rotation Bagley, Gaff and Saar start. ooh, I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> um, three bigs, man. That's the ooh, I don't know, man. Um I in that scenario, three bigs, man. I I would definitely say that gaff is your backup. Saar is your starter. I, I don't know. No, first year um after drafting SAR, I would definitely bring him off the bench. Nah, 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 What am I talking about? No, start in, in a rebuild, you want to start, Sar. so you know, right now we all know that Gaff's a backup, so I would definitely back up. Um, Gaff will be back up, so would start, and Bagley could be at the four, depending if we move Kuz. So, yeah, I'm with you. I definitely think we'd be hooked. I mean, overall, we're cooking with hot grease with those three in the rotation, so I'm with you, man. Those three, we will definitely be cooking like an uh, air fryer, man. Um, as you said, I'm at Gafford for the, I don't know, man. It's all good. <laughs> Auto correct ain't always correct, right? It's all good, man. Um, it says okay, guess he's the only one with a lot of picks that can that I think. Oh, yes, you are right. Okay, that that, that is perfect. Abraham Moore, you on money tonight, man. take a beer on me tonight, man. You know, I mean you are on the money. I mean, yeah, OKC could use, in my opinion, Kuz, you know, on the playoff run because OKC, man, for watching them in, in person, Homerin and SGA and Dort. And Williams and Williams, and I mean the list goes on. I mean, Josh Giddy, depending on how you feel about Giddy in this situation, I'm not gonna get into that, but um, they were they were something to watch, man. Uh, Diablo again, coach Livers wanted it pool to return to Michigan. Um I think that I'll say this, man. I think that them acquiring Livers is gonna be a big impact on making Jordan Poole a lot more comfortable. Like I said, I think his struggles in DC have a lot more to do. I mean, obviously. Show sometimes, Illivaz shots, but you know, he's still young and the talent is there. And I think Isaiah Livers, them being roommates and have that familiarity is going to help him be a lot more comfortable in the DNB. And who who knows, man? I'm just saying give him a little bit of time. You know, give him to the second half of this year, you know, maybe next year, and we'll see because he hasn't his prime yet, and we'll see. You know, I think a lot of factors, him being comfortable, him buying into the system, him buying into his situation in DC, a lot of factors. Um, so this appears to be the last one of the night, man, uh, from Leo Digger. Hey, guys, do you think the Wizards are working on another trade? They are working on a lot of trades. They are going to be very active going to the deadline, man. I'm very, very active. So definitely um, definitely look out, and definitely we will be the ones that let you guys know what trades go down, and we will recap and react to them. Oh, we got one more before we roll tonight. Oh, two more. Let's gonna make it real fast, man. We are at 46 minutes. Uh, Everyone more said forgot to mention the connection of Will Dawkins, but if Sam is a Lynn will a hand? We'll see. Two first, you know. Look, if you look at the the commanders, man, the the connection between Bob Mars and Adam Peters connections. You're, I agree with you. I definitely agree with that connection. And anyway Ambrosio, man, said, uh, "What's up, man? It says, uh, what was this is what Wizards player have you been impressed with, and who has been a disappointment?" <sighs> Good question. And this is gonna be the last one, guys. So i definitely appreciate you guys. Um, impressed with? I, it's it's a tie. I've been in, I, I've been a ah, Bilal slash Denny. I'll say that. Denny has worked on his offensive game. Now, he has things to work on, obviously, but he has definitely put in the time. And Bilal, you know, when we, as far as offensive side, you're not starting a zero. Now, obviously, the shot, a lot more confidence has to be in that shot, has to be a faster shot. People aren't fearing that shot. But both of them I've been impressed with because they're two young pieces that you could definitely see are going to be good players, man. Um, I do. I definitely think is going to be a star. And I think that in the right situation, Denny will be a star to a certain degree. Now, all-star, I don't see that right now, respectfully. I definitely see him being a really good above-average starter. And the same with Bilal. But I think that they have impressed. Disappointment, man, you could say Jordan Poole because you expected 20-plus points per game. But I think you're going to see a different player in the second half. I definitely think that. Uh, disappointment, Johnny Davis. And it, I, it is not – on johnny davis i think is on all around to see your 10th overall pick take this trajectory very disappointing and i'm not going to sit here and blame anybody in particular i think he it's been a failure all around to a certain degree but it, it's just you know he has not really played much it's just we I mean, me and ed touched base on it before man it's just a really it's just it's tough to talk about man because he's a young guy and it just it hasn't worked out uh so i said i said the last one's gonna be the last one but this is my guy right here man a tone t so would you put pool at point or denny and i presume you're probably talking about after the deadline i, I see a mix um can pull be a point guard right now he's a combo guard and we know how they roll in dc so we'll see denny definitely needs the ball more in his hands but i don't see him being a point full full time so appreciate you guys man we're gonna hit and stop there 49 minutes so it's definitely a longer video man but Definitely appreciate you guys taking your time out of your Friday to rock on me tonight, man. I definitely appreciate you guys. Again, our success here in Locked Wizards has a lot to do with you guys, man. Rocking with us, man. Numbers are going up. And definitely, definitely appreciate my guy, E. Um, Definitely, definitely appreciate you guys, man. So, again, everybody have a safe and blessed weekend. Um, Again, we will not be recapping the Spurs game tomorrow night. I will be covering the game, but um, we will do the recap, man, E, on Sunday. Uh, for the two games, because it's a back-to-back Saturday and Sunday. So definitely look forward to those two games, man. So look for us on Sunday. So, again, appreciate you guys. Everybody have a blessed weekend. Enjoy your Friday. Drink responsibly. I know I will. And so, again, appreciate you guys, man. So hail to the Wizards, and peace. See you guys next time.